0: Like that. Final Hours here for the Tuesday edition. Hot by with Ed and Withrow across the Outkick network. You can join us on YouTube, Outkick.com, and more. Chad, Final Hours here. We made it. So close, Hudden. We've got uh, the buy or sell, our version of it, on the bus, off the bus, coming up later this hour. Uh, top headlines of the day here, and uh, just looking through uh, some news and notes of just. Jonathan Taylor running back for the Indianapolis Colts. He's out two to three weeks. He's going to have thumb surgery. Uh, so after winning, and he's scored, what, three touchdowns over the last two games for Indianapolis. He's now on the shelf for a bit for a Colts team that's six and five after Sunday's win over Tampa. That sucks. Uh, now down Taylor again after starting the season on PUP and having the contract dispute uh, with Ursay and Ballard. And the front office there. So, that leaves the Colts. The Browns are also in as of today. I think the Browns will fall off too.
1: Yep. Lots and lots of poor offensive football being played in the league. In large part because we got way too many backup quarterbacks playing right now.
0: That, I, I, several months ago, we uh, compared two high school write-ups. Uh, high school football. This is what Gannett was doing. Gannett was doing it, yeah. And I pointed it out from two different newspapers, but they're very, almost identical, just insert name here, uh, using AI. And I I wonder what SI, what their report on Jonathan Taylor would look like right now, using their AI-generated stories. Because they were also in the experimental phases of this, uh, where they've got AI writing staff reports, more or less, on news of the day or a game recap or whatever. They were looking at it, but they're going through a different company to provide this content. Uh, The accusations are now that they have not just AI content, but fake bios for writers that are actually just AI-generated write-ups. But Chad, they're saying that's not the case. Well, so that, the
1: report is that both the articles are AI-generated and the supposed humans that wrote them are AI-generated profiles of not real people, which is violates every bit of journalistic whatever you want to throw out there, right? And the journalism community is, is rightfully outraged by this. Sure. The Sports Illustrated Writers Union issued a statement saying they were horrified uh, by this report and allegations of what's going on. Well, the parent company that owns Sports Illustrated has responded and has said the following in denying this. The articles in questions were product reviews and were licensed content from an external third party company, Advon Commerce. A number of Advon's e commerce articles ran on certain Arena, which is the parent company of SI's websites. We continually monitor our partners and were in the midst of a review when these allegations were raised. The statement continues, Advan has assured us, this is where it gets a little weird. Advan has assured us that all of the articles in question were written and edited by humans. According to Advan, their writers, editors, and researchers create and curate content and follow a policy that involves using both counter-plagiarism and counter-AI software on all content. However, we have learned that Advan had writers use a pen or pseudo name in certain articles, to protect author privacy. Actions we don't condone, and we are removing the content while our internal investigation continues and have since ended the partnership with AdVon. So again, third party. Arena, the parent company, is saying, AdVon has assured us that all the articles written were written by humans. It's all on AdVon now, the third party, right? It's kind of what they're saying. They've assured us it was written by humans. No one that reported on this article or no one in media is buying that at all. They think all of this is AI generated, not just the
0: people. Here's how they've pieced it together. So they have, uh, and it was a report from yesterday, or earlier today, excuse me. So a number of the headshots, it's not just the bio, but you also have a headshot of said writer. Yep. uh, Where you can also find the headshot on the website uh, used to generate AI headshots if you're looking for one. So... You're, they're digging into that, and you can click on the you know fake name. In this case, it's Drew Ortiz. I guess best I can just produce this guy and, uh, and solve any, any dispute here about whether or not it's a, it's a real writer. Uh, but for instance, here's the bio. Drew likes to say that he grew up in the wild, which is true. He grew up in a farmhouse surrounded by woods, fields, and a creek. Drew has spent much of his life outdoors and is excited to guide you through his never-ending list of the best products to keep you from falling into the perils of nature. Nowadays, there's rarely a weekend that goes by where Drew isn't out camping, hiking, or just back on his parents' farm. All right then, let's see Drew Ortiz, who, by the way, they even give a email address for. So all the back-and-forth statements, let's just well, Drew let's Ortiz see the product is reviews not, team member. Drew Ortiz is not real.
1: They're acknowledging that. But that's what... They're saying a real person wrote that story that is claimed to be written by Drew Ortiz to protect the identity of the author.
0: Uh, uh, For uh, the author of a a story that's Uh, so mundane and boring? That
1: is what Advan is claiming. Arena, the parent company of SI, being very clear to separate themselves from this third party and saying, Advan has assured us... Humans wrote this story, but they used pseudonames, AI-generated photos, AI-generated bios of people, what, whatever it is, to protect the actual author's identity. Now, again, they could easily fall back and say, well, they, they assured us of that, but we've also ended the partnership with it. But them.
0: think about this. Uh, the, the, the other business has assured us that this is real. Ri- this is... It's on Arena and S.I. But see it's on. SI is now just allowing them to tell them, hey, this is actually written by a real person. This is just generated. And you've got Gannett, who was experimenting with this in their local newspaper news coverage. And they've paused the experiment. They were experimenting with this prior to even finding out if it was legit or not, and if there were going to be glitches in this. But aside from the glitches, think about just the, the news aspect of your local paper or what Sports Illustrated used to be compared to allowing a third party to just tell them, yeah, this is a fake headshot and it's a, you know, the fake person, uh, Drew Ortiz, who loves camping. That's all made up. And for whatever reason, to protect the identity of uh, someone who's going to be writing specifically about product reviews. What? What have we become? It, it's, it's bad. I mean, look, it, it is
1: bad, and this is no knock at, at Livy Dunn, but the biggest thing of substance for Sports Illustrated today is they announced Livy Dunn's going to be back in the swimsuit edition. Um, that's, that's what I think about Sports Illustrated from a journalistic standpoint now compared to what they once were. That's sad for, for sports journalism. That That's kind of where we are Chad, with
0: AI-generated stuff. If they did the, the page now of faces in the crowd, they'd all be fake.
1: They'd all be fake. And here's my, my just big picture question here. Is there a Dr. J. Robert Oppenheimer of AI that is warning people against the problems with this that's behind it, but also a caretaker of sorts for the future of how this is all getting twisted? Uh, because when, you know, the, the atom bomb was created and nuclear weapons started there's people that were guarding against that and what it could become and what it could lead to are, are there gatekeepers out there that are high up in technology companies that are scientists that are behind this that are saying whoa 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 guys we need to back up the truck get that you know the, the reverse no- sound going on the car because we're getting a little bit ahead of our skis now with ai and what we're trying to do with it and this leads to a bad future I hope there are people that are putting up some guardrails for a lot of this. I know a lot of the writer strike and things going on in Hollywood was all about AI, a lot of it. So there are things happening that's trying to prevent sort of the creative apocalypse from taking place, which could happen with all this AI you know, stuff. And, th- and that's that the sad
0: part about there it. Is a, a, there is a lane for this where I think it's really good. I think in healthcare, you know, it's helping... Uh, Find uh, medical data; it will help with the diagnosis. It, it they use it for treatment plans. You know, they there is good within it. I just I think it's just BS, quite frankly. That news outlets, sports news, whatever, uh, Gannett experimenting with AI about news that they're going to print in the paper um, and produce as you know this is. Fair, accurate, and legit when they're using all kinds of the same adjectives, verbs, uh, punctuation. They're just inserting a different uh, subject matter, different name, different school, different hospital, whatever. And it's all the same garbage. That 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 is a totally different lane that's fake and, quite frankly, just from a news standpoint, unethical from a re- reporting and news stance. Ridiculous. Well, and
1: why do you think they're doing it?
0: Because it's cheap.
1: It's greed. They well, want higher pro- they want bigger profits. I mean, that that's well, why it's it's cheaper to do this than to employ I guess it an actual human and, you know, pay for benefits and give them a salary to do the job. That that's that, that it's the human part of this that it offends me more than anything else. At the end of the day, is that it's taking jobs away from people. Uh, it, it's also taking information, good information, away from the people, which is supposed to be the goal of journalism and news. Yes. The very definition of news has changed. Well, the coverage of this is we generated by AI. We don't even know what news is anymore. We, we've lost the grasp of that. You're right. What all of us could have grown up saying, oh, that's the news. Now the definition of news is different from person to person. And the big problem with this, it's not just person; to, it's not consumer to consumer. It is media company to media company yes. that defines news differently and what. Oh, it is. and the media
0: companies are two faced too in their own regard.
1: Absolutely, we are headed for a they'll media say one thing publicly, do something when it comes to these completely things.
0: different behind the scenes, and that's also BS.
1: And it's also some of this is just greed related. I but mean, it, it comes down to that. It's what what do we think can get the biggest profit? And how do we lay off people? How do we cut jobs? How do we not have humans do this? It's it's scary times. Not not just in news media. New, news media. It's scary times in media. It's scary times all over the place with stuff like this and yeah, stories the, like this. The accountability,
0: this. but ultimately the public has to ensure the accountability, not those overseeing what they're putting in the paper or or what is pushed as real. So SI is just going to randomly say like, oh, we're going to. We're telling you what they're telling us, and that's that's the statement. That's not good enough. And for whatever reason, by and large, we we allow it to go on. Like if it, if Gannett's going to do that, cut the subscription. Right? Like yeah. Let's I, let's I experiment with just not paying them.
1: Yeah, and and that's that is the answer. It's to find those that are doing it the right way, and there are people that do it the right way in coverage uh, there, I think now it's come down more to the individual, right? Like you got to kind of, it's not just company to company. It's, I like this part of this person who works for this company and the work they do. So I'll support them. Um, you got to get almost individualistic with it about who you want to read, who you want to watch, who you want to listen to and go to them and support them. If you want to ensure That more people like that, that you like, whether it be content creation or news coverage, whatever it is, support those people and make sure they stay employed. That's one way to help out. And I think you're right, Hudden. And look, with Sports Illustrated, I don't know a single person who works for Sports Illustrated anymore. I don't know a writer. I don't know what it is they're doing. And it's in large part because of stories like this about AI-generated stories and where they've lost their way. You got to make sure that those jobs. that do stuff like this, like Gannett, the story we covered,
0: you got to stop supporting them. Well, and here's the thing, too. I get last time we brought this up, it's like, oh, it's a high school football report. That's not my point about why they're using it for that. They're experimenting in that lane. What they want is the perception, and it's a lie. What they want is the perception for the Tennessean here in town, where their slogan is "Every Day Matters." They want you to believe that they're covering the local hometowns where your kids are playing. And they're not. They're not expecting you to click on the headline. But there's content there if you do. And if you don't, you at least glance by it and you see that they're covering the game that happened where you can hear the band playing, you see the lights on from your back porch. It's a straight-up lie. And far too often, media companies that present themselves as true truthsayers. Uh, You know, we're ethical and uh, we're unfiltered. We are going to be on the up and up and tell you how it is. Behind the scenes, they're not doing that. And this is case in point. Every day matters as long as they make budget. And thank God the experiment didn't work. Because if it did, they're moving that experiment on to the local coverage of whatever uh, police blotter came through. And they'll write up something based on what. You know, you had someone jot down and insert into a, a a newspaper report for AI to then write a story around. That's That's where we were headed, and that's where we are headed, because for whatever reason, you keep giving your time, which is valuable, to sites that will lie to you, or you give money to news organizations and big, big money organizations that don't really care as long as you keep your subscription. What's crazy? That's crazy to me that people do that. Here's also what's crazy. For a while,
1: big media, mainstream media, they would look down their nose at the individuals who would go to the the web to cover something, to start a website, to, to have a blog, to do whatever. Oh, that's not real media. And now increasingly... I'm telling you, I I find some actual journalism done by individuals more than mainstream media or big media companies out there. I find more down the middle coverage at times of sports or something by the individual that takes to the internet (laughs) to do it. Like It's kind of flipping at times where big media, mainstream media at times... Uh, maybe we shouldn't trust everything they're doing and saying because of interest, whereas others you can trust more. It's crazy to think of where we well, are. I hope
0: that's the case. More coming on Hotline. Sixth and Peabody, the side of the Outkick studio. We're back, baby. That's right. We're back. How many coaches are going to be back uh, in the NFL? Schefter's saying 7 to 10 firings. So everyone who's even been mentioned
1: as possibly being fired is going to get fired.
0: But to me, 7 to 10 means there's a surprise coming. I don't think it's just the obvious ones. There's always, like, okay, hypothetical check. Mike McCarthy fails again in the playoffs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Could be Super Bowl or bust We've We've him. Well, I don't know if it's, it, well, it could be. They, they have a ton of talent on that Cowboys roster. I, again, I'll believe it when I see it. You're it's just dark, trying
1: to speculate who the surprise is. Yeah, could where, be. Where, it's
0: coming, where it's coming from. Uh, Lafleur in Green Bay. Lafleur. Le um, several other examples. But I do think there will be a surprise move. Um, and seven to 10 is a lot, considering you start listing, like everyone wants to mention the enemy, right? Every year. Who are we really talking about right now, other than Detroit and San Francisco and Houston?
1: I'd also like to think, though, there's a surprise on the other side of a guy who keeps his job that we're not expecting. Right. Right now. But right. Uh, if Schefter's number and his prediction is true, none of those guys are coming back. So Ron Rivera, Brandon Staley, Matt Eberflus, go down the list. Dennis, Dennis Allen. Dennis uh, Todd Bowles, gone, 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 gone. Bill Belichick would be another
0: one. Right. Gone. Well, we've already seen two gone with McDaniels and now with I Mike. guess he's counting those two, right? So yes. it could just be those first five and then. But seven, he, he goes all the way up to 10, which is, I mean, that would be Arthur Smith territory, yeah, right? But beyond that, like you still have to, if it's on the high end, and we haven't seen a ton of movement like that in recent years, because you see four to five to six maybe, but not, not to the level of 10. That's a lot of turnover. A lot of bad teams too, and owners who are fed up with it. But then they make bad hires. Who will they end up being? You know, maybe this is where I think
1: this is the first time that I've, in a while, that I've questioned the product a bit. Like like Tom Brady questioned the product. I I just don't. It's it's gone down. I don't think it's it's like a. I don't think it's something that's slip sliding down a hill and is going to keep going down. I think it's more of a maybe a one year divot down and it may start to head back up. But overall, I watch NFL games on on Sunday, and I don't
0: I I don't feel like I'm watching the the product I have in recent years. I we we haven't we've chronicled the touchdowns that have been scored. Yeah, in, in 2021 and 22, and a lot of people. And point it's to, not just one oh, thing. They're oh, they're not practicing enough or whatever. I, that can't. Doug Peterson doesn't even have his veterans. Show up to the mandatory minicamp if they don't want to.
1: Yeah, it's not. I don't think In you can just say it's one thing, right? It, it's it's I, the lack of it, starting quarterbacks getting injured. Yes. Then other guys not being as good. Um, offenses aren't as good as a, It's just there's a number of things to point
0: to. I don't think it's all. I've you got, can't
1: just point to one thing and say that's I've got definitely. Three main it.
0: factors, just real quick. Number one, offensive line play, because we haven't seen the the number of elite talent come in in recent years due to the covid year they're electing to stay they're developing in, in college there's not a ton of movement in the portal correct me if i'm wrong chad up front there's a ton of movement at the school positions and at quarterback i think that's number two i think what, what we're seeing is the movement where you're going from staff to staff you're not seeing much development in these guys it's very simple now uh you can't get you can't take a snap under center with the quarterbacks that are coming into the league and number three is officiating Chad you've we've been doing a show for what 12 13 years now maybe more um I don't harp on officials this is this is a crop of officials that are really bad and I think that's due in large part to a lot of the white hats the head refs that just left they just quit the best officials right now are in the booth and that's on the NFL they don't they don't want to put up the crap And they don't have the right leadership in New York running the officiating department. When have you heard from them? You don't. It it, it used to be great. And now we don't get that. You don't have that voice, you know, the, the voice of the officials, the voice of God in New York handling things like Pereira or Blandino. They were really good at explaining things and keeping things on track and things in order. They're harping all the time on officiating, trust me, with the the NFL. I just don't know if it's the same uh, voice, the same uh, leadership in that department now. Because they've had a lot of young officials that were bad in college, they get elevated up, and it's not like you get elevated up and all of a sudden you're the cream of the crop. Again, I think we... It's a combination of things. Like you said, Chad, those are my three main issues. If if you were looking
1: to pinpoint an existential crisis for football, um, before it may have been concussion issues, head injury, CTE is going to take a lot of the, the best yeah. athletes away from the sport. I don't think that's happening. I don't think that's as big of an issue possibly. It's not an athlete problem. I could look at officiating just overall in the sport of football and say that is a huge issue looming because it ain't getting any better. There is not some magical farm system that's producing a bunch of men and women who want to officiate football games where it's getting better. In fact, what's happening is high school football is being played on Wednesday and Thursday night because there's not enough officials to cover every game on Friday. That's a problem. So it's not getting any better. The college football officiating is worse. Yes. High school officiating is worse. There's fewer people wanting to do it. And in turn now, the NFL is is far worse. If you're looking for a problem, could be 10 years down the road, that really affects the game
0: and viewership of the game, I think that may be the biggest one. Yeah. And again, it's not the only reason. I mean, how many times do you see on a fourth and short, the quarterback's in shotgun? What's going on there? Too often. Yes. Unless it's the... You know, the quarterback sneak. And a lot of quarterbacks can't even do that right, Jack.
1: I like the brotherly shove. Well, let's keep it going. They'll More outlaw that, though. More short yardage plays under center. I will outlaw all for that.
0: It. You know, for the safety. Yeah, it'll be for an the issue. Safety. Davey Hudson joins us. Time to on the bus or off the bus, our version of buy or sell. We're we never got, Davey? safe with Davy,
2: Guys, for college football, the story this weekend was everything that went down in college Station. So we're going to go down to Texas A&M, and they're going to regret not hiring Mark Stoops.
1: No, they're not going to regret it. And I'm going to tell you why. Mark Stoops' job is about to get more difficult at Kentucky. I don't think Kentucky is going to continue winning at some level where A&M is going to look over and say, man, if we only hired Stoops, look at all the great things he's doing at Kentucky. I think it's going to be a little bit more the same, but slightly worse for Mark Stoops. Uh, because Mark Stoops has taken advantage of a pretty weak SEC East, and also having a constant opponent of Mississippi State every year within the conference. Schedule's about to get more difficult. They're going to go to nine conference games, which is also going to make it more difficult. They're going to keep playing Louisville every year, not going to be the easiest. I don't think Kentucky's going to look as good in the future, so A&M's not going to care as much. And also, Hutton, if you've got a assistant coach salary pool of $11 million, I don't think you're going to be regretting much. If you're A and I think Yelko's gonna be fine, and they're
0: not gonna be they're not gonna have a big issue with that decision. I'm off the bus with this, Davey, and it's a good question. I agree with what Chad's saying to an extent. We're just not going to know because the bar at Kentucky is the bar at Kentucky. A and M has a higher bar and a perception of where they should be versus where they are, right? I and I I, I just think with stoops, I would love to see Mark Stoops at a and with the resources that are available and the money backing it for his system, where in recent years, Chad, to give him credit, they have been consistent. You know they they're the opposite of what we've seen from South Carolina, for instance, right? You don't have the flash, and they've had that two years ago, but it's their defense is always solid. They lean on the run. For the most part, the offensive line has been good. You can elevate that at a and in my mind. But we're not, I'm off the bus with it, Davey. They're not going to regret it because they're going to look at his results at Kentucky, and I think they're about the same. So we're not going to know how he could have elevated a and And Elko can do about the same as Stoops based on the resources available. And they immediately went to him whenever there was backlash from the fan base that they didn't want Mark Stoops.
2: Yeah, I thought it would have been a bad hire if they had gone through with it. So for A uh, and M fans, I I don't believe they will regret this. So I'm, I'm with the you. The other thing on that too one.
0: is no matter who is it, there or not, they they wanted Jimbo out of there. Yeah. Right. And
2: okay, who are you going to hire? Well, this these were the two options. At I, the end of the day, it still amazes me how little I would say. Just how much these athletic directors can't relate to their own fan base whenever it comes to trying to sell these hires. I, I just don't get that, but we're going gonna... well, uh, well, well, to – Well, here's the thing that I don't
0: understand.
1: Now. Lane Kiffin would crush it at AM. Now, are you to tell me that AM fans are so butthurt that he celebrated on the sideline after their head coach that they had to fire called him a clown, Chad. and he went back at him on social media that, oh, no, 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 he made fun of us in our recruiting classes – under delivering, under the coach that we all hated, that we celebrated getting fired. Chad, you're right. That is so stupid. Two things. I, th- if, 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 and this is a good question, Davey, but who are they going to regret not hiring? It's Lane Kiffen. That's who they looked at. And I, I truly believe, we can have Billy Lucci back on to ask this. I think they did not go after him because they got their feelings hurt by Lane Kiffen. I really believe that. And that to me, is ridiculous. Take your fan base out there, whoever you are, and if someone hurts your feelings, I can think back to James Franklin with Tennessee when he was at Vandy, and I'm thinking, of all the Tennessee fans who hated James Franklin because he started beating Tennessee and beating them for recruits, you're telling me you wouldn't have taken a guy who won nine games at Vandy to coach your team if he wanted to go?
0: That's crazy to me. I, I do not understand that. Two things that come to mind when I think of Kiffin and College Station. Number one, paired up with Johnny Manziel. Number two, Kiffin would be at midnight yell every week. Think about that. Yeah. Participating, probably. I,
1: I don't I don't understand. That's the one that they're gonna regret.
2: All right, guys. Moving right along, we're gonna go up north to Kansas City. A little barbecue? Yep. And the AFC will run through Kansas City once again. Now, if you don't remember the conference or the AFC conference championship has happened in Arrowhead the last four seasons. Will we make it five in a row?
0: Chad, until otherwise, it goes through Arrowhead. Yes. Uh, simply, simply put, Patrick Mahomes hasn't had to play a game on the road unless it's the Super Bowl in the postseason. They dominate enough in the regular season. They figure it out. And they win enough to be the number one, number two seed. And they ultimately end up hosting games. you are going to have to go through Arrowhead to win. However... This is a year where you can do that. You can go to Arrowhead and win. Baltimore is built to do that. Baltimore's schedule is why I'm not saying it goes through um, M&T. They've got the Rams this week, but they also have coming up, excuse me, they're on the bye, then they have the Rams. Jacksonville, 49ers, Dolphins, Steelers is how they finish the season. It's a brutal stretch.
1: I'm going to say I'm on the bus that it still runs through KC, and that's more of a statement about the rest of the AFC right now. That I don't feel great about. That I'm I'm giving it to KC by default, at this point in time. So yeah, it, it still goes through
0: KC. Yeah, and it, it, I just don't trust Jacksonville or Miami enough when it comes to playing these types of games to secure the number one overall seed. Yep. I, I I trust Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes even if they have, you know, all of these receivers dropping passes. They're down fourteen nothing to the Raiders. So they come back and win easily.
2: Okay. Uh, guys, we're going to continue trucking northward and. We're headed to Minneapolis. The Vikings will still make the playoffs despite last night's loss.
0: Chad, are you on the bus?
1: I'm off the bus. I hate to admit it, but I'm, I'm off the bus. That was a damning loss at home. They really needed that one going into the bye week against Chicago. They had a chance, score the touchdown late to go up 10-9. to nine. Uh, Hutton, I think they stay alive because they're going to win at least one of the next two and maybe both of the next two games coming yep. off the bye week. But I think when all said and done, two games against Detroit, um, the game against Green Bay, I think they find a way to be off of that
0: bubble and not in the playoffs. I'm on the bus with them being in the postseason. All right. Give me hope, Hutton. People forget that Justin Jefferson's coming back. You've got the elite talent. You've got all these receivers chirping that they're the best in the league. The best dude in the league plays for the Minnesota Vikings. Give me Justin Jefferson returning and – You know, all of the backup quarterbacks and quarterbacks that aren't that very, aren't good. They're competing right now with the Rams. They're competing. I believe they're a game ahead of the Rams for the final spot. They are. They are competing against the Packers who, you know, they can't score in the first half. I would still take Minnesota right now. And I'm looking at the Vikings schedule. They play the Packers uh, for the final time on New Year's Eve. So that, that could come down to that final wild card spot. If Green Bay's actually going to stick with it. I don't know if they can because they can't keep their running game healthy.
2: And a lot of people are being like, oh, I think Green Bay's figured out. No, they just happened to play Detroit on Thanksgiving and we had a <laughs> waxing gibbous moon. That's all it amounts to. So don't buy the hype on Green Bay.
0: Still, uh, I, I'm still surprised the Lions lost that game, Chad. I thought of you. Uh, I was, yeah,
1: that was um, that was not good for my, uh, my guarantee <laughs> eliminator pick. And I knew that one pretty quickly that was not going the Lions' way.
0: Coming up, Davey's got a couple more to toss our way plus the latest headlines going into tonight's matchups on the hardwood that's next Chad one of the headlines out there today We will have the first edible mascot in a bowl game Was this uh
1: <sighs> AI generated this headline or is this this real this it's was a real. Ri- real writer that wrote it's that? It's a
0: Pop-Tart Bowl. That's good. Edible mascot. Which means, like, are kids going to be horrified if they unveil that underneath the mascot is a person?
1: Yeah, Hannibal Lecter's thrilled uh, with this development.
0: Are y- it's y- very y-
1: odd to think about. I- I've seen the mock-up of it. Yeah. Of, like, players walking up, and there's a person in the middle of it, and they're eating the... the <laughs>
0: They're eating the mascot. The yes. <laughs> so they're
1: eating eating the the pop tart.
0: The human pop tart. And by the way, I I thought of Chad when I saw this because Chad would absolutely go over and grab a bite. Oh, for sure. He would. I would Multiple. take an
1: arm. off. Uh, I mean, give me a section. Yeah. Give me a hind quarter of that pop tart. I'll I'll take it down. <laughs>
0: uh, frosted or unfrosted?
1: Pop tarts for me are um unfrosted, butter on top in the microwave, I'm which straight, is a controversial take. Uh, straight
0: unfrosted as it as it comes.
2: What? Yep. Neither one of you like them frosted? I'm, I'm fine with frosted
1: no. too, but I, it, it's always, Davey, for me, butter on top, microwave for like 30, 40 seconds, where it starts to bubble up a little bit in the middle. Butter is melted on top. Eat it with a fork that way. My kids will just eat them cold right out of I eat of them cold the, with that, a yeah. uh, black coffee. Yeah, straight up. Favorite flavor?
0: Uh, the cherry. Is it strawberry or cherry? Strawberry.
1: Yeah, both. I like uh, the frosted cherry. You know what else is another good one? But I don't necessarily like the marshmallow
2: part of it. S'mores. I was going to say that. That's Davey's going Hot with Fudge the... Hot Fudge Sunday. Okay. Hot Fudge Sunday. It's funny you mentioned the cherry part. I figured you would have seen the South Park episode Hutton where it's like they're stranded on a building. Yeah. And the only thing they have left, they're like, oh, we're out of Pop-Tarts. And someone's like, no, we got some cherry... We got some left. He's like, "No, but these are cherry." And Randy Marsh just freaks out. Is There's cherry- a hot
1: fudge Sunday pop tart. It this is delicious. Is, this is news to me. I mean, it's very it's nutritious terrible breakfast. For you,
2: yes. Oh wow! Well, yeah, hot fudge, and fudge Sunday. Chad's ordering and them right now on Amazon. Man,
1: you can get a nine pack of these things for fifty eight ninety five on Amazon right now. I'm uh, thinking about hitting purchase at this point.
0: Also, uh, why is cherry flavored Jolly Rancher truly the most popular? Is that why they make so many of them? It can't be. I can't tell you the last time I was around a Jolly Rancher. Oh, I'm, It's been a while. I could probably pull some out of my got uh, backpack there? here. Yeah, uh, I'm just thinking. Well, let's like, experiment here. Hand me a cherry I, one. We'll, I, fight. we'll figure always, it out together. There's always a, uh, an extra cherry versus an extra grape or watermelon or, or green apple. Got into
1: this discussion last night with the little ones. We still have the Halloween candy we're going through. Yeah. And in our pantry was a Reese's peanut butter cup that was open with one of them out. And I saw that and I said, I'm going to eat this one. And my eight-year-old daughter said, no, that's mine. And I said, what's the difference between all the ones in your candy bowl right now versus this one? And she said, you go get one out of the candy bowl. I said, this one's already open. Are you going to eat it right this second? No, but I want that one. So you want me to put this one back that's already been open so you can eat it two days from now and I go get this one out of there? And that's what ended up happening. But I'm thinking, no, I want to eat this one. It's already been open, and she was adamant that was hers. And I got no. So Chadwin got two. Out I of got that. no defense in my house. Youngest daughter, <laughs> wife Angie, no one defended my stance on this. They're all like, yeah, it's 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 Evie's. She needs to have that one. I'm but like, it's the same. She's one. not having it right now. It's the same product. She can get one out of the bowl. I want to have this one because this one's eventually going to get stale because it's open. If we leave it in there, no, it's hers. Okay.
2: What's the shelf life for an open? Reese's Cup. Oh, it's got to last for a while. I mean, I, I think it, this one have lasted
1: them. probably a week already that it was open, and it was fine.
2: They last a
0: while, Dave. You, you have several of them un, unwrapped?
1: No. I like Reese's Cups. But it's Reese's, by the way, Dave. Reese's. Reese's. You're, you're adding a Reese's that does not exist. Did Jim
2: tell us that?
0: It's Reese's.
1: It is Reese's. The name of the man was Reese. So it's Reese, Reese's Pieces, not Reese, Reese's Pieces? Reese's Pieces, Pieces. yes,
2: that is Pieces. that is correct. Reese's
0: Pieces. Uh, hey, pick up where we where you left uh, off on, your, yes. on the bus, I, I off the bus. Yes, I will do that.
2: Uh, glasses are back yes. on. All right, Make we're, it going, official. we're going to Columbus, Ohio, and Ohio State is the best one-loss team.
1: No. Uh, no, that would be Oregon, quite frankly. Uh, if I have to have a pick right now, I think Oregon's the best one loss team in the country.
0: The Crimson Tide. Again, I'll just go back to their schedule. Tell me the team that's one loss after that schedule. I'll take, I'll take Bama. The consistency. Chad, I'm taking uh, Saban. I'm taking Saban what? over Bo Nix. I'm
1: taking Bo Nix and Dan Lanning. I think Oregon's
0: best
2: of so, the one loss teams. I guess I'll just rephrase this real quickly. Because I get, I get your guys are off the bus for Ohio State being the best one loss team.
0: Hey, we also, hey, we also believe that Oregon will be a
2: two loss team soon. Yes. Who is going to be the highest ranked one loss team tonight when the committee puts out their rankings? Oregon. Oregon. Yeah, same answer. Okay. I, I think it's Oregon. All right.
0: That's a good question too, but I, it's going to be Oregon because I again I think the the perception of where that's why the rankings matter from but. Alabama is what eighth or ninth currently? Eighth. Yes. They're not going to jump Texas up to sixth. They're not going to jump up to six based on what happens. Meanwhile, Oregon blow, is blowing out Oregon State, but they're going to set up the rankings where we're either going to have three versus five or four versus five.
1: Does um, Tyler still work here? By the way, I haven't seen him since uh, Ohio State he's, lost. Oh, oh he's, he's here before. Here he's in morning.
0: Yep. Okay. I need and to Matt, talk to Matt's it. not here either, and he's he's in mourning about Tyler, not hitting uh, the over
1: about this. And and let me say this for Ohio State. I'm not a believer in them as the best one-loss team because they have the worst quarterback of the one-loss teams. And maybe I'm looking too individualistic about this, but Kyle McCord I think is going to be good, and he's been really good at times this year. I I don't believe in him to the level I believe in Bo Nix, Jalen Milrow, um, Quinn Ewers when healthy. I'm trying to think of other
0: one-loss teams out there. I, I just don't buy him to that level. And I'll take Dan Lanning and Nick Saban over Ryan Day. I'll take them in the trenches, and they'll beat Ohio State. Just like Michigan did. Yep. And those teams will beat Michigan, too.
2: Somebody sent me a picture, and it was Ryan Day's, uh, where he was from. It was just a picture of third base. So.
0: (laughs) Many would like to be there.
2: For the end of the line, guys, (laughs) our last stop. We're going to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay. And no more Matt Canada. Steelers get a win. Steelers, they're going to make the playoffs. I'm going to say yes
1: because I'm amazed that team is 7-4 and right now given they've had a horrifically bad offense under Matt Canada. They only scored 16, but they put up 421 yards of offense. They've got a spark going now. Najee Harris was really upset with Matt Canada. He was the most vocal about getting him out of there. He looked better. I'm going to say, Hutton, that this Pittsburgh Steelers organization – they are one that will turn it around with a midseason change like this. Even though it's rare for the Steelers, I think they make the playoffs. I'm
0: taking the Steelers. I'm on the bus with them making the postseason because I don't buy that all three of these teams are going to. I'm uh, Cleveland, no. I don't think that uh, currently out of it. Uh, Cleveland and Indy, I think, are dropping out. Currently, outside looking in, Denver, Houston, and who's the one that's um, that I'm leaving out currently? There's one Buffalo. more. Buffalo. Thank you. I don't think all three of those are getting in. And oh, by the way, I'm taking Mike Tomlin over those other coaches. I'm taking Mike Tomlin and I'm taking TJ Watt, who Tomlin's even saying is the best defensive player on the planet, period. They're not going to, he's not going to get into the debate about Miles Garrett and TJ Watt this year. He's pointing to the best defensive player this year, TJ Watt. I love that. And, um, I mean, quarterback play, hopefully Pickett can pick it up because it's been really bad, Chad. They really, did, really bad.
2: They did finally surpass 400 yards of offense.
0: For the first time in like 59 games.
2: 2018 is their most offense, most yards since
1: 2018. But they scored 16 points. So, mixed bag, but give me Pittsburgh in that winning culture.
0: Of the three teams, Chad, which team do you believe – Because I I think it's going to be, I I don't, Buffalo should be that team. I just think they're pretenders, man. Um, I don't think of the three teams I'm mentioning, Denver, Houston, Buffalo, it sounds crazy. I don't think Buffalo's getting in the postseason. I really don't. They win one, lose one. Win two, lose one. They're back to 500 two weeks after they finally got above 500. Like they just, I don't think they can keep pace considering what they always do, which is Turn the football over, and they do that after they don't turn the football over. And you're not going to get to the postseason that way.
1: That was the game of the weekend it was on great. Sunday. Um, that was a missed opportunity yes. for the Bills. 59-yard field goal puts Philly into overtime and they end up winning it. Also, let's sign a petition to get Philly to wear those throwbacks all the time. So that awesome. is a far superior look than aren't when there, they changed that different color. There are
0: there are a handful of those across the league. I felt like I was
1: going to see uh, Reggie White and Jerome Brown and Eric Allen out on the field and Randall Cunningham for the Eagles watching that game. Those are so much better. Is that called Kelly Green? I, it, it's Kelly Green, yeah. It, but the new ones that I, I don't, I say the same about the Broncos too. Their older blue and orange color scheme is superior. The Seahawks that change in the late nineties for so many of those teams, to a different tint of their original colors. Far worse than the original. I want to go back to
2: all those. I felt like they try to get away from the, the bright, just look at me colors, which no, they just, were well, much they, better.
0: They, teams switch uniforms so they can sell more jerseys, and they have the throwbacks yeah. to sell the old ones. I
1: also laugh because look in the crowd, and you see far more of the throwback uniforms, even of their current players, than the than the than the ones they're wearing now, which tells me a lot. Tells me you probably should go back to the throwback full-time.
0: And then sell these as the throwback, the ones that they normally wear?
1: Sell these like you would sell those awful Detroit Pistons jerseys that Grant Hill wore. <laughs> like this could just be, hey, we had a, a 17-year mistake or however long <laughs> it's been, and then we went back to the original uniforms that we realized were better to begin with. So now we're going to wear those full-time. Chargers, That's what they should do.
2: The Chargers were their navier uniforms on Sunday night and those don't look as good as the the... Chargers are like the uh Chargers are better in
0: the powder blue Chargers like the Oregon Ducks where they just they have so many different combinations a lot of teams have those they just don't use them all I guess and it's also because I think their combinations look really good no matter which direction they choose to go Seahawks they just don't win
1: silver helmet and the the just standard blue jersey with silver pants superior Broncos, Orange Crush uniforms, superior. Um, Eagles, Kelly Green uniforms, yeah. superior. I'm trying to think of the change of uniform that really was for the best. The Chargers is a good example. I do like their the kind of powder blue, the lighter blue color scheme, better than them with the navy blue. But they had that back in the day, too, uh, originally. So uh, it's hard to think of one that's been a change Titans. for the better. Titans, the last change, the helmet was better, but guess what was best? What they wore this year, the original Love You Blue Oilers uniforms that begat the Titans. That was better.
0: But well, when they switch, I mean, they switch because they. Had there's a to, right? reason
1: that there's not many movie sequels that are better than the original, and there's a reason that all of these NFL uniforms were better okay. in the beginning. So, do you think than they are now?
0: Jacksonville's color scheme allows for a better uniform combo.
1: I think Jacksonville and Carolina, Carolina should just restart everything. <laughs> they should get completely new colors. They made mistakes. Anyone who in the '90s became a team and decided that teals were the way to go, uh, or or any type of you know that that color scheme, that was a mistake. I'm huge mistake by them.
0: Yeah, what about the neon the bright neon Seahawks uni? Terrible. The I best mean, Seahawks think, uniforms see, are had the, the
1: Steve Largent Seahawks yeah, uniforms.
0: Davey's response there Colin is, knows what I'm talking is the age gap. We, we, you and I are old compared to who like these these unis. Davey
1: wasn't alive yeah. to see the old Seahawks uniforms, no. so he has no clue what we're talking about. Fair.
0: <laughs> Which you were born when? 95, 94? 4. Yeah. Oh, that's right because you weren't alive for the O.J. Chase, right?
1: Correct. You were born right after or right
2: before? Two, two months after.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. You were alive for the trial, though.
1: Yes, so he was. It lasted forever. If it doesn't fit, you huh? must acquit. So Those does the it, first words out of Davey's mouth. Davey okay.
0: doesn't know what it feels like to sit in a school cafeteria because all of the uh, staff wanted to watch the verdict read. Oh, I was
2: watching oh, it in no. the
1: seventh or eighth grade homeroom.
0: Oh, they wheeled one these of the two
1: in junior high where we had
2: it on the TV. Oh, yeah. My my TV moment was uh, 9-11. It's a real bummer to bring us down on, but well, yeah. I
0: mean, that's you know where you were. We do too. We
1: feared a race riot in my junior high. Was that? Car Phillips would have loved to have covered that one. That was that was legitimate. <laughs> legitimate racism was taking place in nineteen ninety five. Try to
0: recap. We'll probably cover tomorrow. He would
1: have been in heaven. We'll In start. my junior high. Three gall geeks for the barrel hot by with
0: Huddy Withrow across the Outkick Network.